For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Martinuk will send this one into the duck zone where Stahl will get to it first. He'll take a peek, drop it back, and the score! Oh, what a beautiful setup from Seth Jarvis to Brady Shea, who makes no mistake. Canes now want to add a little bit more as Taravainen spins it across, and tip, tip, two in a row! Carolina, 2-0, Svechnikov on a picture-perfect setup, and the Canes have extended the lead to 2-0. Jordan Martinuk there, who's playing in his 600th game. Little hand pass to himself, and Martinuk will feed Jarvis. Jarvis back to Martinuk. He scores! Oh, what a beauty! In his 600th game, Jordan Martinuk puts Carolina back up by two. It's 3-1. Now, great move at center ice by Jarvis, and he draws a penalty. And the Kings power play is going to go to work. And now everybody's jumping in as Jarvis and Hag are going at it. Do they love Seth Jarvis? I think that's... Even if you nullify a delayed penalty, who cares? I don't think you should, and I don't think it will. I think Carolina will go on the power play. I mean, not even like him, the lovable teammate that he is. Look at those two Jordans come in there. You know, you know, touch 24. Bunting will storm his way to the front of the net. Back in, chase, they score! Stephen Nason on the front porch and knocks it home. Kings get the lead back. It's 4-3. Well, that's a tough hit right there, baby. And now, ready to drop the gloves. We're going to get the whistle here. And Lemieux's going to go up there. Right Lemieux is going to go with Sam Carrick, who delivered the hit. And here we go. Lemieux grabs the jersey, throwing a couple of rights. Carrick with an answer. Another one from Lemieux, and another one from Lemieux. Another right, another right, and Carrick gets Lemieux on the ice. And the linesman will step in there. Great job, Brendan Lemieux. Huge Kaniacs love it. I did not like that hit at all. Now Lundstrom coming into the backhand. Kochetkov's run into. Puck's loose. Kochetkov is down in the crease. And behind the play, Lundstrom was taken down, and he's skating out of the fray. Boy, you have a goaltender interference call, which was the right call at the other end. Now, a player's trying to score. Then he gets pushed from Orlov. The question is, is he already in the crease? But there's a nudge from Orlov. You're trying to score. He's trying to avoid the goaltender. He gets nudged. And you just hope that Kochetkov is okay. Now out in front all alone, and what a stick by Martinuk to come back and help the Canes netminder. Ronta might have had the poke as well on McTavish. Martinuk will get to it. He'll play it back for Burns. Burns loads up, score! Jarvis with the stick out in front, and everything's coming up set here tonight. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. It's the Canes Corner Podcast. Hi, everyone. I am Adam Gold. And, God, it didn't it feel like almost an all-star break? Hurricanes had four days off, hit the ice against the Anaheim Ducks, play a great first period. Probably should have had more than two goals. Play a dreadful first 11 minutes of the second period. All of a sudden, it's 3-3. And then, a few minutes later, you lose your goaltender, Pyotr Kachetkov. Isaac Lunderstrom, 
was pushed into him by Dmitry Orlov, and the ensuing collision sends Kachetkov to the dressing room gingerly. Uh, and the uh, Rod Brindamore said, well, it's definitely an upper body injury. Looked like a head injury to all of us, uh, and they'll know more tomorrow. Uh, so that's not great. Kachetkov was playing at a superb level, uh, although I didn't think he was awesome tonight. Um, not that the goals were necessarily faultable, but I didn't think he played uh, at least the second one, the strong goal. I didn't like the way he played it. But anyway, um, he has been an enormous part of this 14-game run in which Carolina is 9-1-4. and four. And the Hurricanes have drawn within three points now of the Rangers in the division. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hannon and his crew do an amazing job. And I hope you are, uh, you are enjoying uh, a Hurricanes win. Um, if you're listening in Adelaide, shouts to you, Summer. If you're listening in Perth, same thing. Uh, if you're listening in either of those two cities, are you headed to the Australian Open? If you're listening in Dublin, hope everything is well. Um, it's cold where you are. It's cold where we are. Uh, and we're about to have uh, bad weather here in Raleigh again. Uh, but you don't come to hear, you don't come to the Canes Corner podcast to hear me do a weather report. Let's get. Let's see how much we can get to uh, tonight. Um, Seth Jarvis was a star, right? Um, he's not going to be an all star, but he is playing very, as I termed on Twitter at a gold fan, very all starish hockey. Now, for three years, we've seen what Seth can do offensively. Last year, I don't know, it was hard to quantify. In more games, less offensive production. But the truth of the matter is that he was a significantly better player last year than he had ever been. Um, and again, small sample size, just two years. But this year is putting all of it together, and he's a better player in all three areas of the ice than he was even last year, and you could see his defensive game growing. And the truth of the matter is that he is absolutely being one of the best players uh, on the team right now. And with all of that, if he doesn't produce, it's kind of hard to convince people that he is a better player. But we've seen it now for a year and a half. Seth Jarvis growing into one of the best players in the on the team. And right now is on pace for a 60-point season. He has 31 points in 41 games. He has 12 points, 6 goals, 6 assists in his last 14 games. Carolina is 9-1-4 and four in their last 14. So he's been great. Last audio clip you heard. I'm trying. Um, there, there's a whole bunch of things going on here at the same time. And I apologize for that. The injury to Pyotr Kachetkov, we hope, will not be a terrible thing. We hope that will not be long-term. We hope that uh, he'll only be sidelined for a little bit. But listening to the head coach, Rod Brindamore, 
it occurred to me that it was he was not in a good mood about it. Not that the, there was anything untoward about the play. Thought Carolina for the uh, for the most part thought the play was fine. Dmitry Orlov really caused the collision, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, hopefully you'll be fine. But let me get back to the larger point that I tried to make on Saturday night after the Blues game. It was never about, never supposed to be about, Kachetkov being an everyday goaltender. It's not why the Hurricanes brought back three goaltenders that all played last year. They really didn't know. Now, Carolina went to Ottawa, and Kachetkov started playing great from that game on, and that's awesome, but I think we all understand he's probably not a 931 save percentage goalie, so the truth was going to be somewhat in the middle, and he still has a long way to go to grow into being an everyday NHL goalie. So they were always going to need Ranta, and or the return of Frederick Anderson in order to be able to do this. Well, as it turned out, Auntie Ranta seems to be back. The game against St. Louis was so good from Ranta's standpoint that I almost didn't care that Carolina let an extra point drift out of PNC Arena. And while he only had to, I think the TV broadcast had him with four saves. I believe they only have him with three on the um, the official game sheet. Let me go check this. I'm pretty sure he only had three saves. Either way, he didn't have to make a save at the end of the period, end of the second period when he came in. I have Ante Ranta with three saves in the game. But the first save he had to make in the third period, which admittedly came about, oh, I don't know, eight or nine minutes in, was a three-on-two and a gorgeous pass across, and I don't even know who had the shot. But Ranta had to go post-to-post, left-to-right, and he got all the way over. The knock on Ranta over the last year has been his lateral quickness has not been outstanding. He had to beat a lot on rap chances, although he he made a great save on a rap against St. Louis. But he went post-to-post. I mean, Carolina's already up there, up by two, but still you don't want to give up the goal. Post to post, great save, and that was his first save of the night. I uh, got the help of the post, did get the help also of Mason McTavish lifting the puck over the crossbar from, I don't know, a foot from the goal line. Ridiculous. I don't know how the puck doesn't go in the net. So there was some good fortune there. Auntie made a couple of really good saves, and he had to. Otherwise, Carolina, you know, it would have there would have been serious game pressure. The encouraging sign from Saturday night against St. Louis is that you got Auntie Ranta back and you might need him to play a fair amount depending on what happens with Pyotr Kachetkov. And I understand. I've already seen the comments. Go get Elvis Merzlikens. Go get Jacob Markstrom. John Gibson, the guy who started the game for Anaheim, who also left, by the way, bullpen game tonight as both backup goaltenders who started the game on the bench ended up playing. Lucas uh, Dostal, Lucas Dostal, I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, who played against Carolina in the first game between these two teams, an Anaheim 6-3 win in game three during the uh, very beginning of the season. Gibson had really kind of recovered from a very difficult start to you know go through a stretch where he was playing much better. 
And he has been mentioned, and he is on many trade watch lists. Uh, Jake Allen uh, from Montreal is on a trade watch list. Personally, I think Carolina is much more likely to do something like that than they are somebody who's got uh, you know, a fair amount of money on his contract uh, and a number of years. I think Allen's got a few years, but I don't think the price tag is very high. Uh, either way, I think this franchise is less apt to make a trade from a point of weakness. It would have to be a significant injury to Kachetkov for them to make a trade, I think. And with that said, I also think that they would probably kind of try to give it a whirl for a little bit. Now, if it's going to be a case where Kachetkov is out for an extended period, then I don't think they have a choice. And I'm not saying what I would do. I'm telling you what I think they would do. Because I've already told you what I would do uh, and what I would have done weeks ago. Of course, at that point, we were all under the impression that goaltending was a problem with healthy goalies. Now, with Ranta playing better and Kachetkov playing at the level he was playing at, what they really needed was just another option because you can't count on Frederick Anderson coming back. Real quick about Anderson, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because I want to get into some things about the game tonight. Frederick Anderson, to me, when Don Waddell told us in that pregame interview now about a month ago that Anderson was, you know, maybe a week to 10 days from getting back on the ice, he had been fully cleared to practice. That was not a report. That was Don Waddell saying it. And I know that Elliot Friedman from uh, Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada had said, and I've listened to the 32 Thoughts, the podcast, where he said, I was told by, you know, uh, to not take that very seriously. And I get it. I don't know who Elliot is talking with. But here is my information on Anderson. What Don Waddell told us was the absolute truth, that medically... Frederick Anderson was cleared to return to working out, but he hasn't yet. And the reason for that is Anderson is understandably cautious about his condition. And they are going, they are doing their own independent due diligence about whether or not, you know, he he can safely return to working out skating playing when the situation is as serious as it is i have no problem with that but just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with it is about the player looking out for his own best interest in terms of his health this is not a knee injury this is not an ankle injury a shoulder uh, an abdominal strain this is blood clotting and it's very serious so it's going to take some time before Anderson feels comfortable being able to do what he needs to do to get back, you know, on the ice with his teammates. I think we should all just respect that. But with that said, because we are, even if he were to, you know, resume everything tomorrow, we're still looking about probably late February, beyond the trade deadline, by the way, early March. If that's the case, then if anything is wrong with Pyotr Kachetkov, Knowing that Auntie Ranta is still made of paper mache, 
then you probably need to find at least another goaltending option uh, for the NHL. Again, said before, I'm pretty sure they don't want to put Yanni Peretz on the ice. Not in an NHL game. I am very confident that they, at all costs, want to avoid that. So hopefully, Kachetkov is good. Let me talk about Mr. 600th game. Adam Golden Studio with my friend Dallas Brule from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You guys do so many things. Windows, doors, siding, gutters, awnings, roofing. Roofing. Roofing is the most important part of your home. You want to make sure you keep the water out. Our roofing products made by Certainty, the shingle roofing, it comes in a lot of different colors, a lot of different styles, but it has a 50-year, five-star warranty on all material and labor backed by the manufacturer. It's non-prorated. I've never heard of a 50-year warranty. I always hear like 20 or 30. Unless a tree hits the house or you have some storm damage, it'll be the last roof you ever put on your home. I like that. What about metal roofing? We do a lot of metal roofing. We got the standing seam. Comes in a lot of different colors. And it'll last forever, but it doesn't have the 50-year warranty like the shingled roofing does. Sounds like you're pushing shingle roofing, which you should probably. It's affordable. And again, it's hard to beat because it's it's really the last roof you'll have to pay to put on your home. Dallas Brule from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, AluminumCompany.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There was a lot in this game tonight, and we don't have enough time to, to cover all of it. There was a lot in this game tonight, but I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about one of the most underrated trades that this organization made. And it came in the offseason season. Tom Dundon has become the um, official owner of the team. And they make a trade with the Arizona Coyotes for Jordan Martinuk. And I ain't going to lie. I had no idea who Jordan Martinuk was. None. I'd not heard of him. He was really just a depth player for the Arizona Coyotes. There was no real reason to think that that was going to be a trade of any significance for the Carolina Hurricanes. None. It was, let's see, here's the trade. Coyotes and a, you know, traded by Arizona with a fourth round pick to the Canes for a third round pick and somebody named Marcus Kruger. Jordan Martinook should be, I'm not going to say a forever cane, but he almost didn't get his last contract, which was a three-year deal for a slight pay cut. Jordan Martinook should get another contract. He is a free agent at the end of the season. Jordan Martinook epitomizes what Carolina Hurricanes hockey is. I've said this before. While they're not the same player, I see a lot of Kevin Adams in Jordan Martinook in terms of it is 100% about the team. It is he will do whatever it takes to win. 
and he plays in such a way, whether he scores a goal or not, that adds to winning. Before the game, I talked to Rod Brindamore about the return of Jesper Faust into the lineup. Uh, and he said that, you know, Jesper does a lot of things, don't show up in the score sheet, blah, 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 which is true. Except that I disagreed with the head coach because I said, I think they do. I think the things he does do show up in the score sheet, just not necessarily with his name. I think Jesper Faust adds to goals. And I think Jordan Martinook does as well, even when he's not scoring. And the penalty kill, the energy, the intelligence, the determination, the, I mean, the way he plays is the way Rod Brindamore wants the whole team to play, just like Jordan Stahl. And their ability to control other teams' top lines is awesome. It's, it's needed for this team. And I think it's just cool that he's played 600 NHL games. In other situations, he might just be a journeyman player. But he is a significant contributor for this team significant and a vital part of this group. And if I'm Tom Dundon and Don Waddell, I am making sure that Jordan Martinook is part of this mix next year and the year after that. Now, do you go, he's going to be in his late twenties. Do you go three years? I don't know. Certainly go two. And I would do the same thing with Steph Nason, by the way, if I could just throw that in 11 points, 11 goals, 14 assists, 25 points in 40 games. You're telling me that Steph Nason is a 50-point player? Really? Yeah, Steph Nason belongs in this team too. So these depth players, if you want to call them depth players, this is really Carolina Hurricanes' identity. The way Nason scores goals around the net, another one tonight, inside the blue when he scores. These are the players that help you win. These are the players that wh- whose games translate to the postseason. And even though he is a he's an extra player, Brendan Lemieux has a value to this team. I didn't think he did at the beginning of the season, and it didn't look good for Brendan, uh, whether it was in the preseason. I didn't think he had a good preseason. And it could have very easily been a situation where he, he gets waived a player that Rod Brindamore actually wanted here because what you saw tonight is not the best thing he does. He, he, has, he has some game, but Rod wanted him here for his toughness. You use that euphemism. And we saw it on display tonight. And we saw it on display at a time where it was, I think, useful. And you know me, I am not team fighting. But it was an immediate reaction to a hit on Drury that was, let's just say, questionable. Again, I said this in the, I probably said it at the beginning of this podcast, and I said it in the, uh, the aftermath as well. Because Drury turned his back late, an argument could be made that you don't need to call a penalty there. But I do think it was in a vulnerable area of the ice. So I certainly, I can understand a penalty being called there. And had that been called against Carolina, I would say the same thing. I understand why the penalty was called there. It was in a dangerous 
a vulnerable area for the player. It could have it could have resulted in an injury, even though I can hear the argument that it shouldn't have been a penalty. Either way, the hit was questionable, and Lemieux didn't hesitate. Went right after was it Sam Carrick? Right after the guy delivered the shot. To me, that's the proper way to do it. If you if it's going to be done, and I do think it came at a time in the game where Carolina needed some life and Lemieux provided it. I still don't understand punching the other guy in the helmet, but whatever. That's, uh, that's just, it just hurts my own hand to watch it. Carolina used the ensuing power play, by the way, to make it 5-3. Carolina did get, the go- get a goal before that. That was the bunting to Nason play, which was one of my favorite plays of the night because... Uh, to me, that line struggled tonight. Kokaniemi, Bunting, Nason struggled tonight. But a really good physical play by Bunting to kind of hold up the play and get the puck to Nason in front with a backhand flip. That's probably John Gibson's tougher goal. Uh, the one he probably wants back the most because it was just way too much room between Gibson and the post, considering how close to the net Nason was. I mean, that should be a goal that your goalie's got to stop because Nason can't do much with it. He did elevate the puck, but it shouldn't have mattered because Gibson just should have been flushed to the post, considering where Nason was. With that said, we'll all take it. And it was a good, hard-working goal. Great play by Bunting. Great finish by Nason. But let me just bring it back to Mr. 600. We saw what happened last year when Jordan Martinuk had a healthy season. Start to finish, pretty much healthy season. Now, I don't think he has been as healthy this year as he was last year. But the way he plays, it's hard for him to be anything close to healthy, considering that it's, I mean, he's 15 minutes of sacrifice every night. But Martinuk, the last year and a half, is really becoming one of the most valuable players on this entire team. A player without whom it just doesn't work as well. So, I mean, again, plays in all, doesn't play in all situations, doesn't play in the power play, um, but kills penalties, shut down, you know, winger, and now you put Seth Jarvis on that line, and Jarvis just fits there. It's incredible how comfortable he looks. And I talked to him before the game, and I asked him about it, And he really, he kind of perks up. He loves playing with Jordan and Jordan. Loves it. Loves every second of it. They get the puck a lot. He understands that because of that, he's going to have goal-scoring opportunities. Again, I think he just gets a thrill out of playing. The way they play, I think Seth simply enjoys that. There's a lot of good stuff. Hey, so we've been doing this for how long? Let me just get a quick time. We're about to uh, we're about to finish. For how long have we all wanted SAT to matter? How long? Five years? Six years? For the first time, no joke. For the first time in six years, Svechnikov, Aho, Teravainen, SAT has all the answers. It's been great at five on five. It scored early tonight, Teravinen to Aho to Svechnikov, but the line plays a heavy game because of Andre. 
Teravainen, uh, I thought, played a dynamite game tonight, as did Aho. That whole, that whole line was great. And because Aho and Svechnikov right now have legitimate point production chemistry, the minutes that those guys are on the ice, they are super dangerous. And I do think it has helped the power play, or the power play success has helped their five-on-five game. And right now, and again, I've talked to Rod about this a lot, about the combination. He thinks it should work too, but it never has. And he came in, he, he went to it coming out of the Christmas break in the game in Nashville. And boy, it's working now. And I think it's gaining confidence. And when Aho and Svechnikov have that confidence, they are dynamite dynamite offensive players. Let me just throw these numbers at you uh, before we uh, before we kind of close up shop here. This is Svechnikov in the last 10 games, and these are the 10 games he's played since returning to the lineup, starting with the game against Vegas. Nine goals, seven assists, 10 games. My math says that's 16 points in 10 games. Sounds like uh, Andrei Svechnikov. So file that away, 16 points in 10 games. Same 10-game period for Sebastian Ajo, three goals, eh, just three goals, 17 assists. So my math says 17 assists or 14 assists? 17 assists, I think. Let me do this math real quick. Three, 10, 16, 17. Yes, 20 points. 20 points in the last 10 games. So that is 36 points combined from Ajo and Svechnikov. 12 goals, 36 points in the last 10 games. That, my friends is McDavid dry sidle stuff. Not bad. All right, good win over Anaheim. In the standings, Carolina, because the Rangers lost tonight, Carolina just three points behind New York. New York does have a, have a game in hand. Philadelphia was idle, so Carolina and Philadelphia have now played 41 games apiece. Canes are on 51 points. Philadelphia's three points back on 48. Islanders have also played 41 games. They win in overtime tonight. They're at 48 points. The Devils are on 45. Same with Pittsburgh on 45. Devils have two games in hand on Carolina, but Hurricanes have a six-point lead. Canes and Devils still have four games left to play. By the way, other than the Kraken win over Washington and Carolina's win over the Ducks, Oh, and the Rangers uh, lost in regulation, too. All the other matches that mattered to Carolina tonight, they all ended in overtime. So there were points thrown or thrown around everywhere. Mikhailov in uh, Adelaide uh, asked if Zegris could work on this team. Heck no. <laughs> if you don't play defense, you are not going to work on this team. No chance. And whenever Carolina considers a player, a, the personality of the player is most important, but B, are you going to commit to playing a 200-foot game? And the answer, if the answer is not, of course I'll play a 200-foot game, then you will not play here. Zegers is super talented, but for the same reason why they were never interested in Patrick Lyonet, ever. Remember when he was with Winnipeg? The one guy from Winnipeg they were interested in and they were probably pretty close uh, you know, to uh, securing at times, was Nick Ehlers. Nah, man. If, uh, if you don't defend, 
You are not for this team. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, quick programming note. There will be no Kane's Corner podcasts Saturday night for the game against Pittsburgh, nor Monday for Justin Williams Day. I am not going to be here this weekend. You'll have a Dennis Cox on the radio. But, uh, 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 there will be a terrestrial podcast in which I will present to you a 25-minute conversation with Justin Williams. Why did he come back? What was it uh, that drew him back to Carolina? It was good. I sat down with Justin about 10 days ago. Uh, and we uh, we had a... Uh, a pretty pretty good, candid conversation about why he wanted to be here, what he thought he could do, and how this whole thing happened. So uh, that's coming up. That will uh, that will drop Sunday. So uh, because I will not be in town for the weekend, and it sucks that I'm not going to be here Monday because uh, I could not have more respect for a player and a leader than I do for Justin. But I'm sad I'm not going to be here for that, but I couldn't be here. It was a rescheduled Justin Williams day because it was supposed to be earlier in the season. It couldn't have whatever, uh, but I'm not going to be here this weekend. So uh, no podcast after the game against Pittsburgh Saturday, no podcast after the game against the Kings Monday afternoon, but there will be a regular podcast. So wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Google play, or I don't know, podcast world, Walmart, no clue. There will be a Kane's Corner podcast dropping on Sunday with my conversation and ju- with, with Justin Williams. And I might include a couple of other things with that, so that's coming. Uh, but again, no podcast after the games on uh, Saturday and Monday. But this was fun today. Apologize if there was uh, if there were some technical issues. Uh, I hope they resolved. There really was... I mean, I screwed up the podcast, by the way, uh, this past Saturday. I fully admit that completely screwed it up and I appreciate your patience with all of it. Subscribe, like, rate, review, whatever you got to do. We are here because it's fun to talk about the hurricanes. I can't get enough. I think about it all the time and I know a lot of you do, you, you, uh, you do as well. So until whenever the next hurricanes game is after Monday, I think it's Friday, isn't it? I'm not even sure. I'm Adam Gold. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, 
can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hanner's crew do a great job. And uh, we'll see you next time. Again, Sunday, my conversation with Justin Williams will drop wherever you get your podcast. Until then, have a good one. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.